Hey everyone, my name is Grace and welcome to Lunita Podcast. On Lunita Podcast, we have episodes every week to correspond with the lunar cycle and we discuss different spiritual topics. This is a podcast for people who are interested in spirituality but may not know too much. On this episode, we discuss the full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio, as well as how to celebrate Beltane, the fertility festival of mid-spring. So thanks for joining and enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Lunita Podcast. As you heard in the intro, it's only me today. Anna has been sick this week, and we've been trying to find a way, uh, a day for her to join me, but she just hasn't been feeling well. So I am going solo, and I'm a little excited, but also a little nervous. You know, Anna is the one who always does the astrology section of this podcast, but she's given me her notes, so I hope we're going to learn together, and I hope that this is okay. So today we're going to talk about the full moon. This is the um, next phase in the lunar cycle. We just went through the waxing moon and the moon has now reached its peak. And we are called Lunita, which means little moon, but we love the moon and we take so much guidance from her. And every week on this podcast, we are talking about the different phases and different cycles that the moon enters. And the moon is a representation of our emotions in our inner world. It represents how we feel when we're safe, secure, when we feel at home. And the moon is very feminine. And we we love to talk about the moon and we love to learn from the moon. And this full moon is a, a big one. Um, the full moon, as I, I think I just said, is the peak in the lunar cycle. It's when the, um, the, the sun is in complete opposition with the moon. And so when you look in the sky, it's the moon is complete. It's so full and it's giant and just so bright. I remember last full moon, I just could not stop staring at it. And it's kind of sad, but also beautiful that whenever I try to take a photo of the moon, it just doesn't look good. I'm sure you've done this too. And <laughs> there's memes out there that are like, like <laughs> make fun of the iPhone camera or the phone camera and say how the camera is doing such dirty to the moon. Because you really just can't cap, I mean, maybe with a telescope or like a really expensive camera, but it's just like you can't capture the beauty of it on our mobile devices. And while it's a little frustrating because I do love to share photos of the full moon, it's also just a reminder to be present and enjoy the moon with our own eyes versus looking at at it through a camera. Anyway... Um, this full moon and all full moons are a time of harvest from the seeds that we planted when we manifested in the new moon. And personally, I did not manifest this past full moon. 
I took a break from manifesting. I feel like I've just been manifesting manifesting so much this year that it just got kind of exhausting. And and that's okay. We don't always have to manifest every new moon. It's sometimes just a moment for us to take a break. But if you did find yourself manifesting um, two weeks ago, I hope that you are now sowing your seeds or harvesting harvesting your crops. I guess that's what it is. And the things that you dreamed about and wished for are coming into fruition. It's also a great time of reflection and reflecting upon what didn't work for us this month. Was there something, some like reaction to a situation? Did you have weird communications with your friends and family? Like what's not working in your life? It's important to have like treat the full moon as like a checkpoint. What is not serving me? What habits are not making me my best self? And I know that for me, I I had all, all year, really, I've just been in the habit of sleeping in too late. And whenever I've been, I've started to break this habit now this past week and waking up a little bit earlier and I like giving myself some time to have my coffee alone and read some old poetry that I used to love reading every day. And I just feel so much more aligned with myself and my spirit. And then the day is the day so much more pleasant. So if there are situations like or habits that you feel like are limiting you, I encourage you to to take a note of them and find some ways to make some active change. And yeah, so many people have full moon ceremonies. They do this in groups or even alone. Before I moved to Barcelona, most of my moon ceremonies were alone and they can be so amazing to do this alone or even if you have a partner who's interested in this. Um, Doing this alone or even with groups, groups is also so beautiful. But again, these ceremonies can just be a time to reflect, reset, and let go of what is not serving you. Now, this moon and this full moon in May is a is a big one. It is a full moon in Scorpio, and it's also the lunar eclipse. And a lunar eclipse is a supercharged full moon that occurs in conjunction with the solar eclipse. So you might remember last month we had the solar eclipse. I don't know which episode that was. <laughs> I can't remember. I think it was about two weeks ago. Well, the lunar, the lunar eclipse is here, and full moon eclipses can bring endings, closure, and they also can bring transformative events that shape us from one state of consciousness to the next. So sudden things can happen here, but it's important to allow yourself to release and like ebb and flow into these different phases or different states that we might be in. So... I don't know, some some big changes, at least in my life, I know I've had planned and I've foreseen coming, but also some things just happen suddenly, and it's so hard when they are sudden, big changes in your life, because at least for me, I feel like I had no idea that something was coming, and I couldn't prepare, and instead of allowing myself to like flow gracefully with the, with the waves of life, 
I sometimes like tried to, I'm going with water metaphors now. I kind of like tried to swim against the tides and that's not always, that's not always the best thing to do. Cause then you just don't, you miss, you miss the journey that you're supposed to go on. And it's a lot easier to just flow into your next state. So, uh, things that might be coming is you might be, like detaching from certain energies, emotions, or even people that are not like serving your evolution. You could have like big, maybe a breakup or maybe a friend breakup, or maybe you quit your job or maybe you get let go. Like, so, I mean, I don't want to manifest that you get let go of your job. I'd rather you quit your job and find something that you're really passionate about, but just like have your guard up, but don't be like, don't be afraid Because something is coming for each of us. We just don't know what. But we're going to get through it. And I know that change can be scary and and it can feel uncomfortable. But I promise you, we're going to get through this. And whatever is going to come is going to come. It's important to hold space for ourselves. And it's important to give ourselves time to process the information that's coming to us and reveal the truth in this new beautiful journey that we're on. So, oh, I, <laughs> I'm kind of stressed out now that I'm talking about it because I have no idea what's going to happen in my life. In the past, every full moon episode now, I admit that full moons really freak me out. While I love its beauty and I just love looking at it in the sky, in my life, it's always a little bit chaotic during the full moon. I can't sleep. I have nightmares. My husband and I aren't working well and my dog and I, (laughs) he's getting on my nerves. Full moons just do not bring out the best side of me, but that's okay. It's really validating to know that my heightened energy or my heightened emotions is so normal. I don't know if I said this earlier, but I meant to, but the moon you may know this, but the moon controls the tides. So the waves that are coming in, the tides that are coming in from the sea and the ocean, that's from the moon. And we, our human bodies, are made up of 72% water. So it has been proven that the moon can affect and does affect our bodies, our emotions, and therefore it affects the way that we live our lives. And another thing because I was so interested in this because my dog, like I said, he's always crazy doing, during the full moon. Even my husband, he's not tracking the moon as much as I am because I literally have a podcast about it. But he knows when the full moon is coming because my dog is being crazy. He'll go pee-pee in the house or he'll have extra zoomies or he'll tear up a plant. And today I caught him tearing up a plant and he hasn't teared up a plant in a month. So this means that the full moon is here. But yeah, so dogs, sorry, I'm getting off my topic. Dogs have more water percentage than we do. So it only makes sense that animals, plants, humans, all of us are affected by the moon as we are affected the sun. But that's a different topic. So anyway, this full moon in Scorpio, it encourages us to lean into whatever transformation is coming. It encourages us to lean into our emotions, our deep, 
deep emotions, whether that is good or whether that's bad. I mean, it's sometimes really important to process any dark or unhealed emotions that we're harboring because if we don't go through it, we're never going to get out of it. So during this full moon, if you're feeling like extra heavy, if you feel like grief is creeping up in you, I encourage you to just settle with that. I know I'm going to be. I'm like, if I have moments of sadness, I know that I'm going to, at least I hope I allow myself to just sit with it. And that could look like listening to some sad music. Um, it could, it could, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. This is just, this is creepy. As I was saying that, I'm home alone right now and I just saw like a shadow, <laughs> shadow person like walk through my vision. Okay, this is another topic. Anyway, <laughs> I'm scared. Okay, anyway, if you, yeah. I'm going to maybe listen to some sad music, put on my old Lana Del Rey, or maybe watch a sad movie. I thought about watching Jane Eyre today, but I'm not ready for that. It's a little bit sad and depressing. But if you feel like you need to wallow a little bit, that's okay. This Scorpio moon is telling us to just leave the material world, any financial goals, any like financial stress, or things that are surface level like push that aside for the moment and just give us time to think deeply into our core and it's okay and like I said if you don't go through it you'll never get out of it and yeah I'm a little afraid but it's gonna be okay and whatever whatever happens is happening and we can't change these transformations that are coming into our lives but how exciting i'm so excited so good luck on this full moon we'll see what happens and we'll see each other on the other side all right and the next topic is something that i'm so excited about I'm super sad that Anna can't be here to listen to this. I guess she'll listen to it when it's published, like when you do. But we are going to talk about the next Sabbath of the Wheel of the Year. And if you've heard our other podcast episodes, then you might have listened to our Inbulk episode and most recently the Ostara episode. And these, the Wheel of the Year is a symbol that represents like four festivals important to pagans, witches, Wiccans, and these holidays, also known as Sabbaths, they follow a nature-based calendar. So it includes the four solar festivals as well as four seasonal festivals that fit in between them. So the Wheel of the Year, these eight celebration, eight festivals follow the cyclical seasonal seasonal cycle of the earth and the stars. And this has just been such an amazing way for me to just have checkpoints in the year and really enjoy and celebrate the present. I mean, I love fall and I do love Christmas time and winter. I'm a winter baby. And there's so many times where in the heat of summer where I'm just like longing for 
longing for winter or yeah, longing for winter or even in the winter, I'm longing for summer and longing for the heat. But whenever I do that, I miss the moment to really celebrate and understand and appreciate where we are and where the earth is keeping us. And the will of the year and these Sabbaths are such a great opportunity for me and for anyone else who celebrates to really cherish and appreciate what the earth earth is teaching us and giving us. And so this next holiday, which is May 1st and also celebrated May 5th, I'll explain that a little bit in a second, is called Beltane. And Beltane is the cross quarter day that marks the midpoint in spring. So now we're halfway through the spring equinox and the summer solstice. So we are in mid-spring. Just like Imbolc was the celebration of midwinter, we are this is the celebration of mid-spring. So Beltane is another fertility festival, another fire festival, and it celebrates the spring in full bloom. So I don't know where you live, but where I am, spring is truly in full bloom. The trees have just gone poof, the flowers have gone poof, and the weather feels so amazing. I think I live in paradise because even my friends who live in Portugal, in Lisbon, like it's not that far away, a two-hour flight, they say it is so hot. And they always ask me, what's the weather like over there? I'm burning. And here I'm just so blessed to say it feels so amazing. It's that like perfect feeling of warm when you're in the sun, but also a little bit chilly when you're in the shade. And so, oh, yeah, I'm just so happy. And w- the weather in Barcelona, it just is aligning so well with all of these Sabbaths. And so depending on where you are, some of my friends are still posting snow photos. Oh, I'm so sorry. But if you're like me, you might be noticing that the sun is setting way later than usual. It's getting warmer outside. And instead of just like those little hints of spring, like maybe little buds are popping up here and there like they were during Ostara, now it is here. Like we are in spring and the earth is the most fertile time that it will be this whole year. And so the celebration of Beltane is it's linked to this and it celebrates this point that the earth is at its peak fertility. And it's also linked to the ancient Celtic calendar, which is divided, which divides the year into two halves, light and dark. Beltane is a time of transition between the two and it marks the beginning of the light half of the year. So, as I said, it's usually celebrated on May 1st. This is the calendar date in which Beltane lies, but also, and more, maybe this is something that, like a more ancestral, ancient approach to choosing when to celebrate Beltane is to do it on the full moon, because like in the in the past, like hundreds to thousands of years ago, they did not have the calendar that we have now. So they per- maybe... I'd assume that they followed it by the full moon in Scorpio, which is May 5th. Now for me, I would, I would do it. I would, I like to celebrate the Sabbaths like a full week or a full week and a half, just cause I love like resting in this moment of celebration, but I have guests staying with me May 1st and 
So I'll be hanging out with them May 1st, and then they'll be gone during the full moon. So that's when I'll really like have my May Day um, celebration. And yeah, so you can do this all, find your time that you can this week, whether it's May 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, even 6. I'm having a May Day party on May 7th, so you can cheat like me. So, Beltane comes from the Gaelic word bright fire. As I said earlier, it's a fire festival. Bonfires are a huge thing here. And I just want to preface too that it's my understanding that the Irish and like the Gaelic pronunciation is Beltana. And there are quite different ways that people celebrate it. So, like Gaelic or pagan or Wiccan. People all kind of celebrate it in different ways, but they still are linked to the same traditions. Now, the traditions behind, or like the lore behind this festival and the bonfires is this. The Gaelic Celts were primarily herdsmen, so the Beltane rituals were designed to protect their herds of like cattle and sheep, and, and encourage their growth. So bonfires were built and they were considered, the bonfires were considered to have productive, uh, protective powers. So the farmers and the herdsmen would drive their animals through the fire, like not giant fires, but like small fires for them to walk through and survive. Um, but they would drive them through these fires and they believed that this practice would protect their cattle and protect their herds for the months ahead and also encourage their animals to have good health and, and like production and just overall healthy lives. And at the end, they would take home the embers and light the fires in the hearth of their homes. So they would keep this fire burning of health and protection and abundance. And now people... Oh, they would also jump through, jump through the bonfires as they would like lead their cattle through. They would also lead their bodies through, and still today people jump through fires uh, to celebrate Beltane. And they do this in a lot of other celebrations throughout different cultures. And recently, I went to a party. Anna had a party, and we during the I think it was Ostara. It was an, it was a yeah it was the spring equinox. And we jumped through a bonfire, and it just felt so amazing. So if you live in a space that you can build a fire and jump through it, please do it. It's going to be so much fun. And I live in Barcelona in the city, so I can't build myself another bonfire. But I'm thinking of just, like, lighting a bunch of candles around my house, maybe, like, jumping over a candle, but making sure my dog's not nearby. I don't know. We'll see. Another cool thing about Beltane is that it's directly opposite of Samhain on the Will of the Year. Now, we haven't talked about Samhain yet because Samhain is in October. It is like Halloween, basically. Well, not basically, but maybe to people who don't celebrate Samhain, like that's the closest thing that it can be. So Samhain and Beltane are seen as times when the veil between the worlds are at their thinnest. It's when the living and the dead, like we can communicate with each other the easiest. And so 
Beltane is an amazing time if you want to do some work with talking with ancestors or maybe past loved ones. This is a great time. And it's, it's nice because while Samhain represents death, like Halloween or like death, maybe if you've seen Coco, the, like they go through the, I don't remember what they call it in that movie, but like he goes and finds his, all his ancestors and blah, blah, blah. This, that's what Samhain, oh, the day of the dead, blah, blah, blah. The, that's what Samhain is. And it's all about like reconnecting with your death. But Beltane is about life. And since it's a fertility Sabbath, and since it's about like getting pregnant, historically, this Sabbath represents life. And that's just so nice. And it just mirrors the earth so well, right? Like we are in this moment where the earth is just blooming with life and we feel it. We feel the energy from all the plants and the warmth and the water that we can touch now versus Samhain in the other half of the year directly across when it's dying and it's still beautiful, but there is a loss there, whether it's like people in our lives or also the earth. And yeah, this juxtaposition is just so cool. And I hope this convinces you to start following the will of the year because it's just, it's such a beautiful way to like I said, just have little checkpoints to celebrate these things because we don't get to do this in other holidays. Anyway, um, one of the most important uh, aspects of Beltane, since it is a fertility festival, is the celebration of the union between the god and the goddess. Now, the there are a lot of like heteronormative traditions within this Sabbath, but now people like neo-pagans or witches or people who just are celebrating this in 2023 like we have a more evolved sense of this so and as we talked about in our last episode divine masculine and divine feminine are not like physical bodies and it's not gender this is we are just celebrating divine masculine and divine feminine together and whoever you're having sex with Beltane can still be a festival for you. And even if you're not having sex, if you're single, this can still be a festival for like deep self-love or passion and creativity. And wherever you are in relationship status, Beltane just represents the harmony and the coming together of the masculine and feminine energies. And a popular way that Beltane has been celebrated for years and also still today is by people dancing around the maypole. And the maypole is a tall pole decorated with ribbons and flowers and other ornaments. And people who are dancing the maypole are holding ribbons and dancing around the pole, weaving within each other, doing such cool things, and then eventually the ribbons like weave into this beautiful pattern around the around the maypole if you haven't seen this i highly recommend youtubing it there are so so many beautiful like recitals and um videos of people dancing the maypole but something to make like to clarify what this represents is the dance represents the union between the masculine and feminine, feminine, as I just said. And 
if you think about it, the maypole is representative of the phallic shape. It's like a giant penis. And the ribbons, while they're so beautiful, they're dancing around it. So it is kind of funny, but it's also beautiful in its own right. And highly recommend that you take a look at what this looks like. I thought about like doing this with my friends, but there's like some really intense choreography and I just have way too much respect for people who dance the maypole and teach other people to dance maypole to try to do it. But it's so beautiful and funny too. So some other ways though that you can celebrate Beltane is this. You could set up an altar. I love to change my altar with the seasons. It was really sad for me to to take away my winter my winter altar because it had so many little pine cones and things that I collected from the earth. But now it has just blossomed with spring. So I have all these beautiful red, purple, yellow, pink flowers. And then I have little egg-shaped candles to represent fertility. And this I did this during Ostara, but the themes still lie here with Beltane. And you can decorate with different crystals. And yeah, it's just a nice way to cleanse your space. Even if you don't have an altar, just like cleanse your space for a second. And welcome spring and welcome in this new um, season into your life. And another way is, as I said earlier, you could do a bonfire or light candles. I'll be lighting candles. You could also wear a flower crown or make a flower garland. I'll be making flower crowns later with some friends this weekend. You can dress in green and white. You can make your own maypole, whether it's like a giant one or a little tiny one. You can make it out of like a paper towel roll with gluing different color ribbon to it, some flowers, and yeah, this is good if you want to do like a little crafty session, maybe with kids, it's super fun. Um, also, you can practice self-love. This is amazing time, especially with this like deeply emotional full moon, like we need to take care of ourselves, so whether that's like saying loving words to yourself in the mirror, doing that soft touch we've talked about in the past, Hugging yourself, resting, maybe doing some yin yoga would be amazing. And on the flip side with that, like now's the time to have sex. If you can, like if you're in a relationship or even if you're not, even if you don't want to be in a relationship, sex with your partner, sex with a stranger or sex with yourself. Like now is the time to get freaky and this holiday is all about sexy and it's the sexiest holiday that we have. Next, since it is a fertility festival, if you're looking to get pregnant, you could do some fertility magic or some fertility rituals. And if you're not into that, if you just don't want to have a baby, that's totally fine. Just host a feast with friends. This weekend, Anne and I are hosting a garden party. It's We're calling it the garden party or Beltane celebration and we're having a bunch of women come over and we'll be making flower crowns. We'll be having delicious cake and baked goods and oh, I'm just so excited. And this this Beltane has been celebrated by people like gathering together for years. So this is such a special time to just get all your friends together, get all your loved ones together and have fun and relax and maybe have a picnic. 
And lastly, here are some symbols of Beltane. Again, the colors are like white, green, red, pink, yellow. Foods, and these are all non-vegan foods, so I won't have any of this. But you can have dairy, honey, oats I can have, mead, and lamb. For me, as a vegan, I'm going to be having a lot of fresh vegetables. The strawberries in Spain have been amazing, so I'll have a lot of fruit. Let's make some salads, and yeah, just think about like fresh foods. Also, baked goods, so breads are always nice, cakes. Um, there's something called a bannock bread, which is like a fried like squished bread. It kind of looks like a biscuit. I'm thinking about making that this year. I'm going to look up some recipes on Pinterest, but I think it's pretty easy. And some symbols for Beltane. You have the goat, the honeybee, fairies, rabbits, of course, because they're always having sex, aren't they? Flower crown, maple, and baskets. Um, and some flowers like primrose, lilac, birch, rosemary, rowan, violet, cedar, peppermint, lavender, all the spring, all the spring veg or all the spring herbs and flowers. And lastly, if you work with goddesses or deities, you can honor Aphrodite during this time, Persephone. I love the myth of Persephone and well, I love and hate the myth of Persephone because it's super sad that in the myth of Persephone, Persephone was like kidnapped and raped by Hades and taken to the un underworld. But it is so beautiful when she's able to return into the earth and she just like brings so much like bloom and beauty and abundance whenever she returns. And this, I have an ancestor too named Persephone and I just feel so connected with her. So I love to honor her. Other deities you could you could work with are Artemis, Freya, Apollo, and yeah, the divine and divine feminine, divine masculine, whatever that means to you. Now's the time to celebrate those. So I hope that you are able to find some time this week to celebrate Beltane, whether that's big or small, just simply lighting a candle or taking a na nature walk. Only thing that's important really is that you just express some gratitude and love for the earth and the abundance that the earth is giving to us. And I know now it's kind of confusing because this full moon is telling us that like hard shit's coming, but Beltane is all about like love and sex. So maybe we can balance these two out and yeah, we'll see what happens. I have no idea what's going to happen, but I feel quite excited and I, I feel good right now. The crazy full moon stuff hasn't happened to me yet, but we'll see what happens. Regardless, I hope that you are gentle with yourself. Self-love is so key this week. And like I said earlier, we just have to go through it to get through it. And we'll see each other on the other side. We're going to be fine. And who knows what new things are coming our way. How exciting. And sure enough, summer is on its way. So lightness is coming. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, and I hope you have an amazing Beltane and an easygoing full moon.
Thanks again and have a good one.